0: So, you know, I'm so much into true crime. I'm truly obsessed. I think I pretty much know everything about all the serial killers all over the world. (laughs) (laughs) So if somebody looks at my Google history, they'll be like, oh my God, this person is crazy because I've Googled everything about them. So yeah, I am obsessed with true crime. So that, ladies and gentlemen,
1: is your first host, Flo. I love suspense and thriller movies. I actually take pride in solving them like in within 30 minutes of the movie. And so you could say I really enjoy them because I'm so busy solving the crime and solving the suspense. And 9 out of 10 times I get it right.
0: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is your second host, Tanvi. A special mention to our social media partners, Bollywood Direct.
1: You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bollywood Direct. Hi, and welcome to Movievala Podcast. We are back with our wrap-up episode for Season 3, and we cannot believe it's over. Can you believe that, flow? No, it just went
0: by so fast. We're on top of the game, like this season especially. (laughs) Editing and everything has been like happening so way ahead of time. I'm like, oh my God, I'm super impressed with
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super impressed with you. Yeah, people who don't know, Flo does all our editing. And if it was not for her, we wouldn't have a podcast for sure. (laughs) Yeah, no, we won't. I was like not going to edit anything. (laughs) editing kind of gets you so I, I you know I, I don't know if
0: people know but I've, i you know that uh so after I edit an episode and it's out there I never listen to it ever again so Tanvi does all the quality check like after that once it's uploaded and she listens to it how do you listen to it tell them like your process
1: so my process okay so once it's up like I wake up Uh, about 5am and i know our episode has gone up so i immediately will go on my podcast app right away and instead of checking twitter whatnot first thing i'll do is like start the podcast and then you know start my day do all my morning routine while listening to podcasts and then see how it came out like from a third person's point of view but still seeing all the sound and everything was fine once or twice when it's not fine i freak out and i'm like
0: And I'll get a text when I wake up and then there'll be a text like all in caps. She'll be like, Flo! And i <laughs> yeah. know that it's either a good thing, like somebody has commented, somebody big has commented on us
1: or something is wrong with the sound. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't share what has happened. I'll just leave like Flo with F-L-O! <laughs> and then i feel like okay yeah and yeah and then uh that's it and then after that when i get any feedback like so i've listened to it once and then after that of course i don't listen to it again but whenever like if someone's tweeting it like tweeting something uh back to us about the episode or someone's commented on instagram and then i'm like You know, if I know them or I don't know them, but if they say something specific like, oh, we really liked how you did this or we really liked when you shared that. Then I'm like, oh, let me see it from their perspective. So then I'll start listening to the whole episode again as if like, you know, what exactly did they like and connect with and this and that. So, yeah, there are some episodes that I end up listening more than once. Yeah. So we work well as a team. Once
0: it's edited, I just put it out there and quality check is by her. So (laughs) (laughs) after that, it's like out of my hands.
1: I think, but the only episode I've ever listened again after like months and months was DDLJ. Of course. (laughs) I was like, I was feeling, I was low that day and I was like, oh, I need a pick me up. What should I do? I was like, oh, maybe I should listen to our DDLJ episode. And it was, yeah, it was good. (laughs) We amused ourselves. Okay, back to our season three. I I really liked our picks for the movies this uh, season, Mm -hmm. if I may say so myself. (laughs) Yes. Firstly,
0: the movies were your pick. Uh, I think people might have noticed, like, you know, like some of the episodes I hadn't watched, you know, that movie. Uh, I had obviously heard the songs and everything, but not the movie. So it was actually good that you picked all these movies. And yeah.
1: Which one was your favorite out of all? Uh, my favorite was, I think it's, it was one of those. Uh, let me see. What is the first? The first is Kanon. Then was Mera Saya. No, was thi? I think I enjoyed all our black and
0: white movies. A lot more than the colour movies, actually.
1: So just the first three, basically. <laughs> really? I thought we had more black and white. No, just uh, Mera Saya, was that, and Kanon.
0: And then Ittifak was colour. Oh, but I like that. I like that. Ittifak color. was colour. Yes, I like that. Sorry. So I liked uh, maybe till 73. Actually dhundho also was not that bad. Really? Yeah. And kale kale me was also not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say is 90s was bad <laughs> for this genre. <laughs>
1: Except corn. Except corn. <laughs> right. So basically, what you're saying is that you didn't like Gupta and 100 Days <laughs> is what you're actually saying. Yes, I think 90s was a bad time for this genre for sure, right? Uh, you know, today when I was listening to uh, Pankesh Tripathi's uh, interview with Anupama, and he said something that made me laugh out because I could relate to him. And the movie he mentioned of Ronit Royce. I used to love that movie.
0: I still get a kick out of listening to the song. Me too.
1: Yeah. So, he said, Jaante Renam.
0: Yeah, that's the name of the movie.
1: So, he was talking about that the movies in the 90s, no, the ones that made us laugh in the 90s, make us cry today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the other way around. In the 90s, the movies that made
0: us cry, right now when I watch it again, he said, it makes me laugh.
1: And he said that he also judges himself for watching them and seeing like how stupid was I that I was actually like liking this stuff, and that's exactly how I felt after watching Hundred Days. So I was like, I hear you, Pankaj the party. I hear you. We were fresh out of that trauma. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, that kind of sums up the 90s uh, movies that we don't like. We covered all the decades in this uh, season. We did 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. No, we skipped 80s and then we jumped on to 90s. So I'm very curious to like, because there were a few 80s movies, but we had to pick 10. So we kind of had to let go of the 80s. For sure, I would say my favorite movie in this genre is still Kanon, the first one. Hmm. I felt like that was the original, uh, like true to the genre and a good suspense and good acting, good writing, a social message, which is still relevant today. Um, You know, that it doesn't like just go away, that revenge is different from justice. I I felt that was such a powerful message. And I had never thought about that until I'd seen the movie. So I, I would say Kanon. And Ashok Kumar. What was the least favorite? Oh my God! Do uh, I think by now people, if people have listened to our episodes,
0: they would know that we did not like hundred days and, uh, and Gupt. Yeah, they were the most horrible, and I think um, Gupt was the longest episode. I think I don't remember, but
1: one of those. My point is, if we hate something, we really hate that. I think I would say 100 days. Like Gupt at least had the redeeming quality of songs. And uh, I liked uh, Manisha Koirala neck up. And I liked Kajol's acting with whatever she was doing. So there was still like something. And this was probably the only movie Raj Babbar didn't irritate me. Although he died in the first 10 minutes. So it was like good. So I mean the songs, you know, kind of made up for it. Like I had something to look forward to. In 100 days, I felt even the song that I did like I didn't like it now when I watched it.
0: That rarely happens, right? Because 90s songs are like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) You can never get enough of that. If you liked it, you liked it. You don't really stop liking it. I felt like 100 Days had absolutely zero redeeming value. Like there is nothing that I can say that, okay, this was a good thing about this stupid movie. Yeah, That says it all. So what I wanted to talk about in this uh, episode was especially about the character actors i felt they kind of took the front seat in this genre what did you think
0: which is surprising you know uh, obviously when we picked all these movies we never took that into consideration as to you know how much role these guys had but then as we were watching and recording that you know this was like one common thread that we that we noticed and we were like wow that is pretty impressive because character actors unlike now like we just spoke of uh, spoke about pankaj tripathi right so now character actors are given the kind of uh, place that they deserve. But back then, people obviously appreciated their acting qualities, but they were not, they didn't have this kind of stardom that, you know, people are seeing now. So it was interesting to see that on in these movies that we had picked from 60s and 70s, all the character actors, like you said, they had amazing, like really good roles, which was written for them, which is very surprising. And we kind of noticed that, and we were very impressed with that as well. So
1: yeah, starting like exactly, I completely agree with you. Starting from Kanoon until Korn, oh my God, Kanoon to Korn, like you know, it started with Ashok Kumar and then ending it with Manoj Bajpayee. What a range! And they all kind of left a mark. Like you know, you're not thinking about uh, Rajin Kumar from Kanoon. You're continuously the person who leaves a mark on your, you know, uh, the one, the person you take away from the movie is Ashok Kumar. Same with Woh Like you you know, okay, Manoj Kumar is at the forefront, but Sadhna took a front role over here. So it wasn't a character actor, but it wasn't the lead actor either. So that, and then Mera Saya, of course, like I think this one was definitely Sunil Dutt out and out. So you can't take it away from this. I, I would also like to mention that I really enjoyed Mera Saya
0: hmm.
1: as well. Like after Kanun, I feel like my uh, next one would be uh, Mera Saya. It was a beautiful story. And I was like, yeah. And we got really good feedback on this episode. So uh, always exciting when people check out movies. And so on and so forth. Like K.N. Singh, Devine Patel, Madan Puri, Iftikar. Like you can go on. All of these people, they are the ones you take away from the movie and not the lead pair. The lead pair you remember mostly just because of the song or the love story or their, you know, romance. I feel happy that these people actually got a lot more to do. And in this, like before the 90s, like we said, people used to celebrate them differently. Like, of course, now there is stardom. But back then they were given credit for their work in the sense like people, you know, we said over and over again uh, how Mehmood was celebrated or how Johnny Walker celebrated or how we say Prem Chopra, you know, all of these people, they were very distinctly given a role to play for the rest of their life. But they were celebrated in that. So, you know, it's not like people didn't care for them. And then next we have was music. Another interesting thing about this series was that out of the 10 movies, three of them didn't have any songs, which is such a rare thing for Hindi movies. And all of these movies were well celebrated and well received by the audience. So...
0: And to have three out of ten in one genre is amazing, actually.
1: Because it's very rare to come by. And we didn't pick it by that criteria. Like, we had no... Like, that was not even our forefront of our decision. It just happened to be that. Which three movies were
0: they? It was, I think, Khan and Ittifak had no song. And then uh, Kanun. Kanun had no song. Yeah, these three. Kanun and (laughs) Khan.
1: I know. Kanun, Khan is like hand in hand. Yeah. But the ones that did have music... They had iconic music. Like, Vokon Thi, that soundtrack is still like, you know, the go-to soundtrack for any suspense or horror movie they'll, you know, ever have. Then, Mera Saya, I mean, there are not enough words to explain the the, the magic of the music of I Mera Saya. Then, Jewel Thief, Hello? So many good numbers. Devanand, Tanuja, the song on Tanuja, uh, the last number, which, you know, which we mentioned that this was the first movie where they started using the last song as a climatic song for the movie. This had never happened before. And then, uh, of course, Dhund, I think, is like one of those mediocre movies. It didn't have anything music-wise. It didn't have acting.
0: It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just there, you know, like a good time pass movie.
1: And then the music of Kale Kale Me. Mm, oh my gosh. Oh my, it's still like those numbers. And um, Gupt. Oh my God, the music of Gupt. So I think that's also there. Like either there's no music and when there is music, it's so good. Except for 100 days. <laughs> <laughs> We will never forget 100 Days. 100 Days and Dhund are like uh, part of the spectrum where Dhund is like a watchable movie, but it doesn't have any... Like it's average. So you watch it and you're not disappointed, but you're not blown away. I think better actors probably would have elevated the story. But I think because poor Naveen Nishal, he could do only what he could do. <laughs> the others were like not that good, right? In it, And then the other side is 100 Days where... It was not, there's nothing good about it. Like, there's nothing good about it. We've already said, like, how many times.
0: Yeah, and 100 days, I think it was so bad that we
1: actually invented a scale of how bad a movie can be, right? (laughs) Right. Now, whenever we watch a movie and we talk about it, we'd be like, Flo, did you like this movie on the scale of DDLJ to 100 days? Where was it? (laughs) That's how bad 100 days was. (laughs)
0: And obviously the background score you know I mean this genre is incomplete without talking about the background score because it adds so much to the genre yeah when I think about background score in the, in all of these movies what stands out to me like off the top of my head is Jewel Thief you know it was so James Bond esque I remember very clearly you know while watching the movie like right from the word go when the credits start rolling at the beginning of the movie you just like, jump into the movie
1: I agree. I think this is the genre which made us start talking more about background music. We were talking about it from the family drama series where they would just use it to manipulate us. But then this one took it to another level.
0: And again, 90s was bad for background score because remember 100
1: days was like, oh my god. 90s was bad for everything. I mean I like I know we're going on saying it and I don't wanna come across as who doesn't appreciate that decade. Of course there was good work. Of course we love the decade. I mean we, we love Govinda, we love Mithun, we love all of these people. Like we love them in the sense that you know they're our childhood actor and actresses we grew up on. But the work is so mediocre, it's so cringeworthy, it's like wrong on political level, uh, feminist level On society level, everything. It's like everything is shown so, so poorly. Okay, so let's quickly share the reviews we received in the last uh, four months. And then we can go on to talking about the climax of all the movies. So this one is from Red Mirchi from Canada. And he or she says, Lovely podcast, looking back fondly at cinema of our youth. Intelligent interactions between these two make me want to re-watch these classics. Yay! Our days made. I know, like you can't see, but I'm making a heart emoji. (laughs) Okay, next is Ravant loves films from USA, and he says, I just love how you women talk. You don't go super critical how generally critics go about, but you bring all the elements of a common man. What chat and understand They see feelings I get <laughs> Tanvi and Flo never stop this podcast and please continue one suggestion please never do YouTube videos because this will give you popularity but the magic will go away okay Revan thank you so much
0: and I hope he still likes us after listening to our 100 days
1: episode because we were <sighs>
0: brutal <laughs> so let us know Revan how you liked our
1: 100 days we were not critical we were not talking about it as critics we were still talking about it as viewers I regular people yeah well and we have uh, and rest assured we have no plans of starting a youtube channel anytime soon and last but not the least this one's from hey vero from canada the movie wala podcast is one of the best podcasts about hindi cinema it should be on every bollywood fans podcast player flow and tamri strike the perfect balance between an informal chat between friends and a well-researched informative presentation as a white Bollywood fan from Canada, I really appreciate how Flo and Tanvi take the movies they discuss within their political and historical context and all the information they share about fashion and culture. This podcast is engaging and informative with just the right amount of pop culture without tipping into gossip. A must listen. Oh, I feel like I need to give an award for just this review. No, Totally beautiful. And
0: I think Veronique by now knows how much we appreciate her feedback because we were like constantly tweeting at her and Instagram. I think we were trolling her for giving us a review exactly (laughs) so she knows how much we love her reviews. I know Thank you. Thanks everyone.
1: Thank you everyone and if you haven't yet please subscribe to our podcast on any of the platforms that you follow on Apple or Google, Stitcher, Audioboom. Spotify what have you and If you haven't yet, please leave us a review. We really appreciate it. It helps other people with common interests find us. And we share all the reviews on our wrap-up episode every season. So we look forward to hearing from you. And thank you, thank you so much for listening and supporting us.
0: Thank you. And now to the spoiler alert. (laughs) Yes. So if you guys haven't listened to any of our 10 episodes, then we would suggest that you guys kind of switch off and then come back and listen to it after, after you're done listening to all the top 10. And watch the movies. Yeah, and watch the movies as well, yes. Uh, Because right now we are going to get into spoiler territory, so.
1: Yeah, so the basic idea is like we're going to talk about, we didn't talk about how all of these movies ended in any of our uh, episodes because we know that a lot of people only check out the movies after listening to the episode. So we didn't want to spoil the experience for you guys. Okay, let's start with Kanu.
0: I feel like if we, if we talk about Kanoon's ending, then, you know, I think that kind of falls under a lot more other endings of other movies, right? At least two or three movies. So we can maybe club them together. And there was kind of a pattern that was involved in, you know, in these uh, movies. So it was Kanun and then I think Bho also had... The same and yeah, Mirasaya. And Mirasaya, yeah. So we can put them together and talk about the ending, which was just about one thing
1: which is twins yeah either twins or look-alike so i think in kanun it was a look-alike somebody looks like ashok kumar and he murders and nobody sees the face they've only seen the person from the back and from the back that person looks really a lot like ashok kumar but once they find the dead body they realize that person was you know didn't look like ashok kumar at all so that was the first one then second is Wokanti, which is twins and they get separated and they don't even know that they have a twin they are unaware of it and somebody else uses this knowledge to kind of play against them and kind of get the property and the girl and whatnot so yeah they use the concept of vokanti to create mystery and drama like who is she like how is she here and how is she there so you end up thinking something unnatural is happening whereas somebody is just playing games
0: which actually worked really well
1: for that time and then again mera Sahya is the same story based on the twins there are two sisters but uh, and while the husband's away the the sister of his wife has come over because she's unwell, and the house doesn't know that they are twins for whatever reason. You have to check out the movie to know the other information. But she passes away the same night, and the wife is trying to save her herself from a disgrace, which again you have to watch the movie to find out. And that's why they confuse the person as the as the, his wife has passed away, but it was his uh, sister-in-law who had passed away, who looked like his wife. So I felt like the first three movies. Because because we watched them back to back I felt like oh my god they're just playing on the same thing again and again and that wouldn't have worked today because if you've you know used one trick from your hat you can't keep doing it again and again to although the treatment was really different
0: it was one of the movies the treatment was almost like horror movie where you're like oh my god is that person dead and yeah uh trick you into thinking that maybe she's dead you know and she's just just a ghost or something right yeah So the treatment was a little different so it kind of worked uh, the mystery element of it
1: right so yeah i mean they still blew us away they uh but how we excel like we know too much and once your brain has processed that that can happen i almost wish that there was a supernatural element i know you know I almost was, like, dying for it to be supernatural, to, like, if a mainstream movie was able to pull off, like, a ghost or something, because that, they haven't done that. They've done that in B-grade movies, like, Ekta Kapoor movies or something like that, but they haven't done, like, okay, I think the only movie I can think of which pulled off was Bhut, Ram Gopal Verma. That was way in 90s, but I don't remember any uh, black and white or old movie which... Did that so, because yeah. they built the mystery so
0: beautifully as only a black and white movie can do. It's just beautiful. You guys should watch that movie if you haven't.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the next is Jewel Thief. Now, Jewel Thief is interesting because they are kind of making you feel as if this is a story of twins or look alike, whereas it isn't. So they kind of like they used the same formula to trick you more or less and then it turns out it was like a big conspiracy just to make that person feel that that person had a lookalike
0: it was a very smart thing to do considering the fact that these kind of movies had come out before where I'm sure people by now had caught on to the fact that oh it could be twins so they had used that to kind of yeah so it, it was done beautifully and I, again I think it's one of the best ways to kind
1: of use what people already know and then trick us into it and the same thing I, mean, I think they use that same people's assumption in kale khel, khel mein because the person who plays a cop like so like we said in Indian movies until like very recently and in a lot of cases even today that you'll see the same person play mother over and over again father over and over again so back then even today like I said you have the same person who plays a cop and the same person who plays a villain there is very Few or very rarely that it overlaps into other characters. So what they did in Thel Hale Me was use the person who always plays a cop to make that person the villain and the person who looks like a villain to make that person a cop. So they totally tricked you into believing something.
0: Just by using the typecasting, yeah.
1: Typecasting, I felt like that was very smart in both the cases because you feel like, you know, to kind of even move audience's brain to shift, like... You know, try to see people differently, like, or try to see them, like, just because they wear clothes like that does not speaking of that, Gupt did
0: a lot of that, which is very smart again, I think if you look at it, because they were trying to like break the stereotype. Uh, it throws light on your own stereotypes, right? Because in Gupt, the bad person who's Kajol, who's actually the killer, oh my God, it feels so good to come out of the <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We would just like talk around it. Yeah. So yeah, so because in Gupt, Kajol is the killer. So the way they had built the whole thing in, and when the twist actually happens and you find out that Kajol is the killer is because they show kajol in like a very in a very stereotype way obviously stereotypical way of being a good girl so she's always shown as this nice girl even the songs that she has in the movie is you know very romantic you know very sweet love songs and for manisha Koirala, they always show her as this vampy Rampy.
1: person and they even you know? gave her those lenses right yes. because that's what they do they'll give you these light color lenses yeah, which means she's a bad girl you're the bad person yes
0: Yeah, so they use these stereotypes to kind of take you away from the fact that, you know, this person could even be a bad person. You know, you always think that Kajol, oh, she can never be the killer because she's so good. Which throws light on your own, uh, what were you thinking, you know? Yeah. So I think it was smartly done, actually.
1: Yeah, and they did that with other characters as well, right? Like his business uh, contemporaries or people who were against him in political scenario. They just, I mean, they all had motives, so they kind of built it, the, except for the casual part, I agree. They played with our, uh, you know, stereotyping kind of a brain. But other people, they gave a lot of reasons. Like, yeah. this person had this reason to kill. This person had this reason to kill. So it's like a process of elimination. Like, okay... Who could have? Now, uh, in between, we skipped Ittefaq, which you really liked. In that, Nanda had killed her husband and the cop. And they didn't even realize that there was a second murder. They just knew the one murder which Rajesh Khanna, uh, there was in that. Ittefaq was quite different because this was truly a murder mystery. So there are like two different murders have happened. And this common person, like one person who is Rajesh Khanna, ends up being at both those places. So, automatically, people think that it's him because he did one and then, you know, he ran away from the mental asylum and then does the second. But by the end, you realize like both of those murders were done by two different women. One, his wife was murdered by. The wife's sister. and Because of the wife, they were rich and Bindu wanted all of that. And the second murder, which is at Nanda's house, where Rajesh Khanna comes after running from the mental asylum. So this one, he really just r- happens to be there. It had nothing to do with him. But there's a second murder and then later he realized, like he proves to the cops that uh, Nanda herself had killed her husband. And then... In the end, she kills uh, herself as well. What is wrong with my tenses and my sexes? Gender. (laughs) Gender. I thought uh, Ittifak and Kanun and Korn. I think these three had a really strong screenplay and really tight suspense. Yes. So they kept you on the edge. So others like others did as well like like we said we really liked other than you know one or two that we've already bitched enough about the remaining I mean I'm not saying they were not as good but I'm just trying to number them like if I had to pick which were and I think all of them again the three that I just said they're the ones which didn't have songs so they had you know more uh, tighter writing and the Probably the creators could pay 100% attention to just making their story right versus trying to figure out where to put a song
0: in. And finding location for a song. Because these three movies, again, it happened in like just one space. Kanun, I think maybe in the courtroom and the house. But again, you know, the location was just one. And there were not too many actors as well. Yeah. Yeah, there were just a handful of actors.
1: But to have handful of actors and to keep that suspense going. Because, you know, when you have a, like in Gupt, you had so many people you could, you know, say that that person murdered. But in this, you have like, when you have three people, you literally have like, okay, if they didn't do it, who did it? And also at no point were we ever bored. Even though
0: it was just happening in the same place, it was never boring. And that says a lot about the directing and the writing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now on to Dhund. This is probably the one where I had the most issue with the ending. And we had issues with the, the way they were handling the investigation as well. <laughs> All of that we could speak in the episode but we couldn't talk about the ending and I felt like I want to say something about the end over here. So in this basic premise is that Navi Nishal's character ends up at a house where there has been a murder and then he tries to protect the wife because she says she's done it, but he feels uh, for her because he was an abusive husband. She tells his her soft story to him. But she, you find out very quickly that she didn't do the murder. Then you start thinking maybe her lover did the murder. Then you start thinking maybe the stepson did the murder. Mother did the murder or the household did the murder. Danny was an asshole, right? He's just such a horrible person. And he did such horrible things. And he was so nasty. He was just mad at the world. <laughs> equal opportunity mad at everyone so you kind of felt like you know everybody had a reason so but okay to the end you find out that Naveen Nishchil himself had murdered Danny and then he had left his scarf or a pen or something a knife or I don't I can't recall what and then he'd gone back home to kind of retrieve that but once when he goes back he sees uh Zeena Taman's character there agreeing to killing her husband and then I think so earlier we thought that maybe he was sympathetic towards her but it works out like he was like why is this woman taking on this blame when I did the murder. Okay, so now I'm on board with all of that, right? Like whatever's happening. But the ending is even more bizarre because apparently Danny had raped Naveen Nischal's girlfriend back in the day and for that, Naveen Nischal actually ended up going to the jail uh, because he had a fight and that's why Danny becomes uh, disabled and the why and that girlfriend went on to become a nun. I was just like, where is this going? Yeah. You know, it was so unnecessary. They could have totally ended it with, you know, giving Naveen Nishal a good reason. Okay, even if they wanted to go with the rape story, that the girl, like his girlfriend got raped and died and he came back to take revenge and, and that's it. The story could start and end... At that point. But the fact that that girlfriend is alive and has become a nun, A, I didn't understand in Hindi movies, was like, if someone got raped, why did they have to go and become a nun? Because that used to happen a lot. And that's such a poor representation. And I'm like, I'm not against people becoming nun if they want to become a nun. But just because you're a rape victim... You do not have to become a nun. It's not like you can't have sex again just because someone raped you. Like, you know, there's other ways to work around it. And and that's where I know a man wrote that story, right? Because because I do not think women think like that. Like automatically, of course, they blame themselves and there's like a lot of other things that go on. But not at any point do they automatically reach a conclusion that now I'm going to become a nun and that's it. Or I'm going to take a sannyas or I'm going to go and become like go to the mountains and never come back whatever. So I had like big issue with the ending. Dune was one
0: of the weakest movies in the series but not as weak as uh, Hundred Days of course. Yeah, we will not forget Hundred Days. Don't worry. So, the, <laughs> so Dune. apart from the fact that I find it a little weird that like you were saying they could have not just shown the girlfriend at all right because it wasn't needed for the story. The story had to move forward. You know for us as a viewer we just needed to know that okay something happened you know in their younger days when the girlfriend died or you know she was raped and she was killed or whatever right. So I don't know why this angle was given maybe they wanted to give this i don't know why now that
1: i think of it i really don't understand because no i know why because they always felt they need to make the hero look good the same thing they did in 100 days like you know it was such a cop-out because you know that uh you know we'll reach 100 days and we're gonna rip it apart but it's a similar thing. Like, they need to make sure that the hero, even when he does the wrong thing, comes out looking like the good that guy. That's so
0: pathetic. That's what they did with Jackie Shroff.
1: Yeah, they did exactly the same thing. And they wanted to make sure that Navi Nishal comes out of that movie looking like he did that too honor this woman who became a nun because if that woman wasn't there like we wouldn't know like you know then it just seems like revenge you know they wanted to put the face to that story and wanted you to feel bad that look at this poor woman now she's become a nun and look at him he did it for her like they're both alive and they you can clearly see they both still have residue of feelings for each other like I'm no disrespect to the nun but they can't be together because she's taken a vow of celibacy now I feel like they had to make it so melodramatic and I'm not buying it so yeah so it wasn't a bad movie but then
0: it was towards the end it got a little like what are they doing yeah
1: I was on board till the ending. I was like, even with the bad acting and the pallu dropping and I was like... It still had some story. So again, going back to what I said about 100 Days, if somebody wants to remake Dhun, be my guest, make it again, just remove the nun angle uh, and make it better with better star cast. Yeah, but
0: one movie that is begging to be remade... Would be 100
1: days. For sure. Yeah, my, my take is that all the average or below average movies with good script potential should be remade. Yeah, I agree. I'm totally on board with you.
0: So Bollywood, if you're listening to this, <laughs> feel free to remake all the crappy movies with
1: decent story. We give you permission. Moviewala podcast approves. <laughs> stamp of approval next is 100 days have we bitched enough i'm like so tired of bitching about it already yeah i know let's not <laughs> let's just wonder about Javed jafri
0: like, he, <laughs> he had talent he had potential but you know he just i, I used to
1: like him on channel v when he used to come with the movie reviews and like discuss about the i loved it all and i characters. remember his uh,
0: maggie ketchup ads too
1: right? yeah yeah i mean he can still do them i feel i, I mean somebody should just hire him to do like fun stuff Yeah, but like just to go back to the ending of 100 Days, the story is about this woman who has who gets premonitions and her premonitions are coming true and blah blah blah. So her premonitions make her reach a point where she discovers the killer of her sister. And it comes down to that her husband was a collaborator in the murder. So he didn't pull the trigger. But he was one of the people who wanted to, you know, who was torturing her have her kill. So the reason we thought it was a big cop-out was because up until the point, like, it is Jackie Schroff. Because even in the opening scene, they show you the back of the person. And I think I was mentioning that in the episode that Jackie Shroff has such a distinctive body language, and the walk, and the hair and head. Like if you know those people, like if you've seen them, then you realize, like even Ashok Kumar, we could tell that this was Ashok Kumar from the back in the movies. So you know it's Jackie Shroff, you know, and they make you believe that this is the person who murdered and you're you're, you're just waiting for Madhya Dixit to discover that. And the moment she discovers it, the writers, you know, they kind of play a googly on you. And then they're like, you know what? He did point the gun, but he didn't shoot. Somebody else shot
0: Yeah, because this was the 90s and, you know, heroes, the mainstream Hindi heroes, they had an image. So, nobody did anything to spoil the image. So, 90s, Hindi heroes had this image and, you know, nobody would play anything other than the hero. You know, they will always be the one who rescues... Saviour. Exactly. So, back to the movie. So, that is exactly what they did with Jackie Shroff. Oh, my goodness. Seriously.
1: I know. I was like... I just wasted three hours of my life. I was already hating this movie. And now you made me more frustrated. Yeah. Because now he's not the bad guy, guys. He's the, he's the father of Madhya Dixit's kid. He can't be the bad guy. But he'll go to the jail because that is the right... I mean, even when he goes to the jail, he's kind of making it sound as if this is the right thing to do. Let me do it. Ari, you're not Mahatma Gandhi. You're not going for like saving the country. You are a bloody criminal. And he smuggles. Basically, he's a smuggler. Again, the story, they give a backdrop, right? They come sob story, which justifies
0: why he went into smuggling.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, he became a criminal because that was the need of the moment. Everybody else... Who didn't become a criminal is a loser because that's the way you get out of poverty you become a criminal <laughs> and then you try to murder someone but then you don't pull the trigger and make your friend pull the trigger and then you become the hero i really i used to like jackie shop i still do i really like jackie shop because he's like apna bido right but <laughs> I oh my like god him. his instagram I handle is also apna bido i know so cute <laughs> he's the ultimate cool guy Like, you know, when you say other people, when they are being cool, they want to be cool. Jackie Shroff is cool. And when you say, I don't give a damn, he really does not give a damn. Like, it's like, there's a difference between people who pretend to be like, oh, with all the swagger, he's just born with it. But he really made me so disappointed with this movie. I was really hating him. I was just like, oh, go away now. I just don't want to see you. Like, I need to go back and watch Ram Lakhan or something to make me feel better about Jackie (laughs) Shroff. And stop hating on him. I really like him. Yeah, he's a cool guy. So, oh well. So that's hundred days. You guys can clearly skip it. We spend maximum t- time talking about the movies we don't like. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So now the last is Gupt. We we already spoke about Gupt. You guys already know the murder is casual. We already discussed it. Last. But not the least is corn. It lives up to the twenty, like it lives up 90s. to nineties. Yeah, it yeah. kind of is the redeeming value. I feel we were dreading actually because of all our experiences
0: with the nineties, but corn was short and sweet and nice.
1: I have mentioned like I've been re-watching a lot of my movies just to because I feel there's nothing new to watch on Netflix and I keep watching old movies. But I honestly, I've watched a lot of Ram Gopal Verma movies lately and I think he's the only saving grace for the 90s. They have aged well um, and he, he they don't look... They don't look squeaky clean like current joy movies. Like they don't look like they're in with today's time. They look they belong to the 90s and they represent the best of the 90s. So that's what I liked about them. All of them. Whether company, whether must, whether con, dog. So quickly to wrap it up with the ending for con. You know, the story is about this girl who's at home. His family's not there. Somebody knocks, comes in. And on the news, there's a... Uh, alert going on that there's somebody going around murdering people so keep your doors locked and this and that so they're building the you know the scene and the premise like that and now you know that somebody's going to come and you know either like uh, threaten her murder her and then this annoying annoying to the bones (laughs) creature comes in and uh, Manoj Bajpayee and uh, now you're like okay he's gonna do something he's the villain then somebody else comes in that person already dies and uh, Manoj Bajpay ends up killing that person so now you're even more sure that Manoj Bajpay is the person and the twist in the ten- turn is that it was actually Urmila <laughs> Yeah. she was the murderer and she had come to this house and murdered the owners and so she's kind of like schizophrenic or like little she has some disorder and she kind of started pretending as if she lives there and her parents are out of town She's built this whole story around it and it's again playing with the
0: stereotype because again it's 99 right so I don't think ever like I'm speaking like ever since like Bollywood came into existence Hindi movies uh, I don't think they've ever shown a woman
1: with this disorder, like mental disorder. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think definitely they had never been a lead actress in Hindi movies. You know, clearly maybe not true for Tamil movies and other movies. That had been the actual villain of the story, who or even a murderer. If she had to be a murderer, she had to be Bindu. Or she had to be Vamp or she had to be Helen. She had to be the sexy thing who was like with the villain and, you know, Monica. She had to be the Monica. She couldn't be the Urmila. Like she couldn't be... She couldn't be the regular Indian girl. She couldn't be Shobha, Bina or Meena. She had to be Monica or Jasmine. Or, you know, it had to be a Christian name, like an Anglo name or a a name which sounds sexy in any form of way. It could be be Bindu. Like, apparently Bindu is not, you know, a sanskari enough name. (laughs) Or it could be... It could be Kanchan or or Kamini. Kamini is not at all. Not at all Desi. Not at all Indian enough. (laughs) So anyway, so this is the story and it was so out of the box. So out of the box
0: so and also I feel like you know that's again I, I thought Ramgopal Burma smartly did it because even Manoj Bajpai, right like two men who come into the house they never think a woman could do something like that right so Manoj Bajpai, even to to the till the end he's trying to protect her Yeah. And the other guy is trying to protect her He's they're like madam you know don't do that you know obviously in India it's very sweet all the men most of them they call him madam yeah both of them are always in this movie they're like madam 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 so they're just trying to protect her because they can't imagine a woman being that. The murderer, yeah. So he had played, uh, you know, so well with that idea also of a woman not ever hurting anyone, you know. Uh, so yeah, it was smartly done. It's a good movie. Oh, and also, speaking of finding out the ending, because I know that you're really good at <laughs> trying to <laughs> do your own investigation and find out who the murderer is. So I know
1: Con, you kind of figured out, right? Yeah, I did. I did. I think this was the movie where which kind of like you know people started respecting me because i figured out corn. that was like the point because before this i think i used to tell that to people and nobody took me seriously they were just like yeah yeah whatever how maybe like you know even we figured it out or whatever but i felt like Korn was that movie where I, f- I figured it out and I realized that I have to tell somebody right now otherwise nobody's ever going to believe me and then I think I told my brother and that's why he became my proxy and I was just like yeah I was like, oh, so you remember that moment when I remember you- that moment so yeah after that he yeah after that you know, like he actually would tell people nah, nah, Didi ko pata chal jayega. Didi will figure it like, out. Oh. And he'll only call me Didi when there's like, you know, some either respect or when he needs something. But yeah, so So I think that's it. We highly, highly, highly recommend we highly recommend Kanun, Mera Sayah, Thief. I think except for Dhund and 100 Days, we highly recommend everything. And we are going to be back again with our season 4 in 2019. However, we'll be coming doing some director episodes just because we can. And if you missed our previous ones, we did one on Gulzar and Shekhar Kapoor before we started season 3. So check them out.
0: Yes. And now we're planning to do three directors. So we're going to pick three movies of each of these directors and talk about it but we will not tell you which directors because it's going to be a surprise
1: <laughs> I, I, I really think nobody cares but <laughs> except <laughs> <laughs> we just try to like build up this <laughs> yeah it's coming soon like yashopra no not yashopra yashraj films you should take out like poster teasers <laughs> and
0: then <laughs> people will be like okay bye we are done we're already done with bollywood teasers <laughs> we don't need podcast
1: teasers <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so yeah, stay tuned for our director episodes. Uh, we'll be out with our first one in two weeks. In the meantime, have a wonderful rest of the year and we'll see you guys soon. Have a good day. And in the meantime, catch us on Instagram at podcast and on Twitter at movievalapod. Bye. Bye.